the Greek for horse is hippo. That's all it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, just it's slightly amusing. Um, uh, but the ownership of horses was was also quite a, a you know it still is an expensive occupation I think isn't it um, and and only for the rich in those days and also so it could be understood as a noble name as well so there's a sort of sort of connection with nobility if you like and Philip is named in all the uh, all the uh, the gospels and he's named in all three lists of the disciples the apostles whichever you want to call them in Matthew Mark and Luke. And, and each one, he is the fifth apostle listed. Um, so I don't, you, you, I'm sure you can work that out how that happens. Uh, but everything else we know of him comes from the Gospel of John. So the, there are stories about Philip in John, and he's not named in any other places other than the lists in the other um, Gospels. Now, how many L's are you using your name, Philip? Just one. Yes, yeah, so, 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 so many people use one. Some use two L's, and I think the, the French often have Philippe, and so it's a much longer name. Might even have double P near the end and an E, things like that. Um, I wondered if the Christmas pronunciation of Philip would be Philippe, as there would be no L. No, no, you, I knew that. I, oh, dear. I had to get that one in. Um, I, I was, uh, I, and I don't, the, the next thing, I'm, I, know, I don't normally remember what comedians uh, give me in, in their acts. And we were at Bill Bailey last night uh, down in uh, the Plymouth Pavilions, and uh, I did remember one of his jokes. That's because I thought, well, I've got Philip on my mind, and, and so this is not a political comment. He made it slightly political, but it's not for me. It was just Philip. Philip Hammond... He said, the Chancellor of the Exchequer is so bland, if you put him through a 3D printer, he would come out as a line drawing. There we are. That's, that's just his comment on that one. Um, I was also thinking, as I was preparing for this, that I'd be talking about a guy who uh, was suddenly transported by the Spirit into the desert. I might even play the, the music of the Queen of Sheba, which is a favourite sort of piece, classical piece. Um, and that you know that we'd be talking about the Ethiopian eunuch in the desert who was baptised. Turns out, I was wrong, because they're different people. Um, at, uh, as I read a bit more about this, there's the Apostle Philip and this Evangelist or or Deacon Philip uh, in Acts. Uh, so they're the same name but different people and we know the first Philip was the, among the 12 and then the 12 or perhaps the 11 with the newly elected replacement for Judas um, uh, one realized that they were getting so overwhelmed with looking after uh, the folks the widows and the poor in, in Jerusalem that they needed deacons they needed other people to do that and and you've probably heard of Stephen uh, but also Philip was one of those in the list. He's, he's introduced as they chose those new deacons. So, so this this one. So that was the Philip who ended up in the desert. All right. So, so we don't need to go there, uh, even though he was full of the Holy Spirit. It's a wonderful guy. I did wonder whether that's a new a new sort of theme. Of Sam's gone out of the room, but we can pass it on to him. Um, that uh, you know, pastors and evangelists in the early church. There's another sort of you know 
uh, area of looki looking at certain people like him who are worth uh, investigating a bit more. But he's, in, he's appointed as a complaint arose against the Hebrews by the, the Greeks, the Hellenists, that their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution of food. And so that's why we've got that evangelist, uh, Philip. Now, I was, uh, I, was, I was thinking about this passage, talked to Jude about it. She said, well, you ought to listen to, to the one on Andrew about that Sam did a few weeks ago uh, because he mentions these passages that, that Philip is in. And turns out he, he looked at three of the passages where Philip is mentioned because they also mention Andrew. So uh, it's, 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 that's kind of, oh, he's already been there. You know, what's going on? Uh, thankfully, there is a fourth one. But I, I want to get to, to go through those earlier ones, just an, an, as, as it were, from the point of, of Philip. Uh, and I want to start with, uh, any of you like to play or hear or do show and tell? You do show and tell with children. You know, you, you hear about it. At school. I know it happens at school. You bring in like, a, like that toy dog we had earlier. You show it, and then you tell about why it means something to you. Or you bring an object from holiday, and, and you tell about it. So we're going to do a bit of show and tell with, with Philip here. To start with, he... Um, he meets Nathaniel. He's called by God just after uh, Peter and Andrew. And he's called. Uh, Philip was also from the same place, from Bethsaida, uh, in John chapter 1, verse 44. And Philip's first recorded act as a disciple of Jesus was to go and tell his friend Nathaniel uh, about Jesus. And that they'd found the Messiah, that he was from Nazareth. And when Nathaniel replied, can anything good come from Nazareth? Simply said, Philip simply said, come and see. But shortly after, uh, Nathaniel became one of Jesus' disciples. But in that, in that particular reading, we get uh, some wonderful titles of Jesus. He starts off with simply, well, quite early on, Jesus of Nazareth. And so that's where Nathaniel is derogatory about uh, Nazareth. Obviously some down and out place nobody liked uh, in, in his mind anyway. So that's one of the titles of Jesus, uh, the son of Joseph. Just a simple uh, thing. I, I was doing this uh, recently in uh, that, that sort of uh, passage uh, with a, another church. And uh, I said, well, how would you describe yourself in those terms? So, it, you know, I'm Malcolm from Manchester, son of Len. All right, that was my dad's name. So you could probably all think of the way you would be described. I offered in this particular church to say, you know, you, can you think of something like that? A lady sprung up and she said, I'm so-and-so, son of something else. Then she completely embarrassed her because she realized she wasn't a son of, she was a daughter of. Uh, it's just, you know, it's just the way that the, the, fr the, the phrasing went. Uh, I won't let you know who that is. I don't want to embarrass her further. But Jesus is the, Jesus of Nazareth is the one Moses wrote about in the law. So again, there's sort of a sense of the Old Testament for foretelling Jesus coming. And then Nathaniel is so convinced about Jesus when he finally meets him. Um, he says, I think at one point he says, in whom is no guile. In one translation he said, in whom there is no Jacob. Which is, I, I, I was really intrigued by that, and I've not had time to look at that a bit further. Uh, but that was where it, uh, that came from. Uh, you're the son of God. You're the king of Israel. 
And then finally, you'll see heaven open and the, and the angel of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So suddenly, going from, oh, it's just Jesus from this rotten old place called Nazareth, or this uh, uh, son of Joseph, he's suddenly the Son of God uh, and the King of Israel and the Son of Man, the whole great range of titles uh, that, that we, well, many scholars have had uh, uh, years on uh, and books written uh, about. And so Jesus has invited Philip uh, to, to be a follower, and he would soon be one of this glorious company of the apostles. Uh, but to, to John, that chief interest at that point was that he, he, he brings another disciple to Jesus. So it's, it's something we can all do, isn't it? We can all say, well, actually, well, I know Jesus. I, 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 I'm familiar with Jesus. I pray to Jesus. I know Jesus. I can bring somebody else to Jesus. A simple thing to do. And, and I know Sam talks particularly about Andrew's gift in that way. Um, so Nathaniel, let me show you Jesus. Come and see. Effective, that's what he was saying. The second place we find Philip, uh, and, and I want to just to, to dis, again describe briefly, Jesus, let me show you the money needed to feed 5,000 people. That's, that's the response Philip gives. He was the disciple who calculated the amount of money it would take to feed 5,000 people. It says in, in, the, in the reading, uh, that, that, you know, they're all sat there, they're all tied, it's the end of the day, they're in the middle of nowhere. Jesus tested Philip by asking, where will we buy bread for these people to eat? And uh, as many commentators said, Philip failed the test by replying, eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. So there wasn't even, you know, that was bad enough, eight months for a bite, um, I'm, I'm just hoping we don't have to do this later on. When, I hope you've all brought your lunch. That's, that's my, other, my other concern, but then that's, that's something else we can do. So, again, he, he finds a problem, but it is like saying, well, let me show you. This is how much it would take, eight months' wages, and we're not, you know, how much it would. In coins, they'd be carrying, they'd have a donkey or two to carry the amount of money that they needed to, to feed all those people. So they really weren't prepared for that. But he's saying, let me show you the money uh, there, or, the, um, or think about the money. Thirdly, in, in, in John chapter 12, we, see, we find Philip appearing, and he's saying, Philip says, no, so the Greeks say, Philip, let us be shown Jesus, or sir, we would like to see Jesus. Um, he was approached there, there were some Greeks who went to worship at the festival, they came to Philip, it was from Bethsaida in Galilee, so they heard his name, they would understand his name in, from the Greek. Uh, they would, you know, that would they'd perhaps make a connection with someone who think, well, maybe this guy is, is, would understand our question. And they say, uh, we need and we would like to see Jesus. What happens next is slightly strange. Philip went to tell Andrew, and then Andrew and Philip went to tell Jesus. So there's sort of a, uh, a sort of joint thing going on there. They, they join forces to go and, and, and speak uh, about Jesus and to Jesus and introduce these Greeks. So those are the, the, the three passages where, where Philip is appearing with Andrew. And, and, and as, I know, as I say, you've already heard some of that, but it's from the aspect of Philip who's, who's introducing uh, different aspects to the, the stories. 
And then there's this further passage where Philip appears with other disciples such as Thomas, but with not a mention of Andrew, although he was, uh, uh, he, he, he was there, obviously, because it's at the Last Supper. I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to need my glasses here. My, my printing on here is big enough for me not to use my glasses, but this one in the Bible isn't. Let's read John chapter 14. Do not be worried and upset, Jesus told them. Believe in God and believe also in me. There are many rooms in my father's house, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. I would not tell you this if it were not so. And after I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to myself, so that you will be where I am. You know the way that leads to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way to get there? Jesus answered him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Well, there's some, some passages that can translate that I am the true and living way, which is, is another nice way of, of putting it. But I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except by me. Now that you have known me, he said to them, you will know my Father also, and from now on you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. That is all we need. Jesus answered, for a long time I have been with you all, yet you do not know me, Philip. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Why then do you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe, Philip, that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I have spoken to you, Jesus said to his disciples, do not come from me. The Father who remains in me does his own work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. If not, believe because of the things I do. And I'm telling you the truth. Whoever believes in me will do what I do. Yes, he will do even greater things because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask for in my name so that the Father's glory will be shown through the Son. If you ask me for anything in my name, I will do it. Amazing, isn't it? That whole passage is just amazingly, uh, the promises in there, especially near the end there, are absolutely staggering and, and tremendous. But Philip begins in there, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And so Jesus then has to respond to that. He, he, perhaps he's one of those, it's one of those moments when Jesus is perhaps disappointed with a disciple. Uh, and, and it's not the only one, is it? There's plenty of times in the, in the Gospels when that happens. Um, you know, he's sort of saying, surely you know who I am. You know who I am, therefore you know my Father. I've been praying to my Father. I've been showing you his works uh, uh, and all those things. And, uh, and, and so he's, he's perhaps disappointed in his response, but he then uses it to teach them uh, a bit more, which is great as well. I think that's almost the last time. There is one final time when the Bible mentions the disciple Philip. It was one of those gathered in Jerusalem to pray after the Lord has ascended. So that's the beginning of Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 13. And then, of course, there are traditions in the church, the church history, sort of things are picked up over time. And tradition states that Philip went to Phrygia, which is in modern-day Turkey, uh, as a missionary and was martyred there. Uh, in Hierapolis. I think there are those who think he was martyred upside down 
uh, on a sort of a, a saltire-type cross, that kind of thing. Um, and and uh, he said at some point he also had a few daughters as well. But it's that sense of, uh, of the responding to, to Jesus' um, statements, isn't it? If you really knew me, you would know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. But Philip's response, shows, in a sense, shows a lack of faith. Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And, but he's been around Jesus three years, and certainly in John's Gospel, there's, there's three visits to the temple, and uh, this is the third time, there's bellies shortly, that they'll be uh, in the temple. Uh, and so there is this thought that it's a third year. He's been with them that long. Uh, and, and Jesus says, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And then there's some classic uh, John statements in there. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Um, whoever remains in me does his own work. Believe me when I say I'm, I, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Those, those phrases are so typical uh, of John. It, it's that kind of thing he's saying uh, over and over again. But Philip has perhaps disappointed Jesus, but Jesus is responding with a, a positive thought that actually we can know the Father through Jesus. Show us the Father and that will be enough. I mean, there are other elements, aren't there, in, in parts of the Bible where, um, you know, I think unbelievers have said, well, you know, if you'd only said something, we'd have believed in you. Uh, Abraham, isn't it? Abraham, isn't it? Is, 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 is the plead to him, and he said, "Well, you, you have the evidence around you. You have the whole of creation to show that the Father is there, and and yet you don't believe. Uh, so, how much how much will you believe if you see this little miracle here or that there, or Jesus saying something profound? Jesus gives bread to the five thousand. He will provide for us. That's another blessing uh, that we can." That depend on. We can share with others so instead of saving it all for ourselves, knowing that Jesus will provide. Later on in the, in the church's history, in the second century, uh, Polycrates of Ephesus mentions Philip, calling him a great light whom the Lord will seek on the last day. And uh, it does say he has two daughters who died. Uh, 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 as, as old age as virgins. There's, there's, I wonder if there's a bit of confusion there because I think the other Philip, the deacon, had four daughters who were prophetic daughters and that, so there might be confusion there. Uh, and, and again, saying that they died uh, in Hierapolis. But they were so honoured and so venerated that the Christian emperor Constantine had Philip's bones moved to Constantinople and then on to a church in Rome after that. And so uh, if that's the case, it's a sort of sense that the, the, the church was beginning to already venerate Philip and think highly of him and, and wanted him to be in an important place. So we've, we've seen Philip looking out for others, this show and tell sort of thing. Nathaniel, let me show you Jesus. Come and see. And a simple gift we can all do that. Uh, as long as we ourselves know Jesus and pray to Jesus, we can say to others, come and see. This is the Jesus I know. We can sometimes be skeptical like Philip was at the feeding of the 5,000. He, he, he failed the test. And, and, and there are times, aren't there, when we 
fail the test. And, he, you know, let me show you how much it will cost. It's, it's going to cost so much. We haven't got that much. And we're never going to do it. And, you know, we, we sort of go into that panic mode. Um, and it was only when Andrew steps up with the little boy and his, and his five loaves and two fishes that we get a, a, a more adequate response. And, and a miracle then takes place. The Greeks, wanting to be shown Jesus, went to Philip first because he perhaps represented those on the fringes of the Jewish faith. They were, they were Greek-speaking uh, Jews, perhaps, who were, were related to Philip. Sir, we would like to see Jesus show us Jesus. And uh, perhaps his lack of confidence was shown there when he goes and finds his brother, and uh, his friend Andrew, rather, and they go together to see Jesus. But finally, that, that, that statement that shows that he, he, he's not really quite learned everything he should have. And, and again, we're in a, often in a place like that, aren't we? We've, we've been taught, we've, we've heard stuff, uh, and, and we, we come out with statements that show that it's not really sunk in. Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus says, well, what, who are you looking at? Who are you? Who have you been living with for the past three years? I suppose we just need to think about as we finish this uh, to think: Well, what do we picture when we think of the face of God? Do we want to spend eternity with this God? And if I say it in that very plain sense of God, what picture do we have? But if I say it as John would have us look at it talk about God as Father and Jesus as Son, then, and then we know Jesus, is, is the face of Jesus an easier picture to conjure up, to think of, and to think, well, that's the, Jesus, that's the God we know. That's the God we want to share. That's the God we want to introduce to other people. It is Jesus, the picture of Jesus uh, and know that he shows us the Father. I think as we come to communion and think about Jesus going to the cross, and, 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 and this last statement was literally the night before he died, uh, it was very, very important that the, the people, the disciples, really understood who Jesus was, and that he, he showed them the Father. They uh, they perhaps had not realized that all these miracles, all these healings, all these exorcisms, all this teaching, uh, it was wonderful. It was coming from Jesus, but they hadn't really connected. It was coming from God the Father. Uh, but because they hadn't, Jesus picks that up and is able to reveal to them all. They are shown and they are told. Uh, maybe that's simply all we need is for Philip to... Uh, Show us God, God as Father, God as Son, God in the face of Jesus Christ. And then we will really know God ourselves. Amen. I think now is the time to send a runner. <laughs> Graham, look at the way he run, he's running now. He's running. So he's going to get the, uh, the others to come. The children will be coming back, and uh, they'll come back to you, your, the parents and grandparents, whoever's looking after them. Uh, so that's just to, to, to warn you, to prepare yourselves for that arrival. <laughs>
Uh, I think the band are going to be playing for us during communion as well, so I don't know if they want to uh, uh, start to come forward. I'd like us to pray. There may be that uh, you've found there's something that you want to respond to, that God's been saying to you as we've been sharing the word. And uh, obviously the prayer corner is over there and and people are willing to be over there during communion uh, and afterwards uh, to pray with you. So uh, please do that if you'd like. We're going to have a little prayer now as we, we prepare ourselves for communion. So let us pray. Lord, we thank you and praise you for... Uh, the ministry of Philip, who uh, brought so many people to you, who brought uh, Nathaniel, uh, brought Andrew, and brought, brought the Greeks to see Jesus. And was so pleased to be able to do that, but then actually hadn't discovered what it really meant for himself, and, and asked, show us the Father, Lord. And he was shown, he was revealed, it was revealed to him. And so, Lord, we pray that you will reveal yourself to us uh, this morning uh, as who you are, the, the Father of Jesus, the, the, the one who uh, is with us at this time when we can praise you for all that you have done in creation, all that you have done in our lives and as a church together, all these things that you have done and shared with us. We praise you and thank you for that. And as we come before com- uh, our, our communion table, we remember that night when Jesus died. And Jesus washed his disciples' feet and then shared a meal with them. He took a loaf of bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup as well after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So, Lord, as often as we drink uh, this cup and eat this bread, we proclaim your death until you come again. And so we remember and give thanks for such an outpouring of love that your Holy Spirit was uh, inviting the disciples uh, to be part of that new body of the church that would witness to the death and resurrection of Jesus through his body and his blood. And so, Lord, pour upon this bread and wine your Holy Spirit, that we may know that you are here, that you are with us, and as we eat and drink, your presence may be very real to us and renew us in our life together, we pray. This we ask for Jesus' sake. Amen. Before we actually come and, and get communion, I think it would be lovely to share the peace. So we'll just, you know, I just want you to, to do that amongst yourselves. So the peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you is the response. Yes, I didn't know if you knew that. I'm sure you did. Let's, uh, let's share the peace with one another. Hiya. Thank you.